Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion. Good Tuesday morning. What a great subject here, February the 2nd, 2021. Tomorrow, my friend, my enemy. Welcome, David. Tony, welcome, Cindy. Two Cindy's. Whoa, I saw two Cindy's go by. There we go. Welcome each and every one of you. What a privilege to have you here today. And just to see what the good Lord has got for us today. You know the drill, follow the page, like the page, share it. Welcome. Today's notable feature, folks, is Groundhog Day in the United States and Canada. If you don't know anything about this tradition, I'm not sure you're any poorer in your life for not knowing. So take heart. But there's a new word, a new word in the English language coming along the last few years, frenemy. Someone who's supposed to be your friend, but is sort of your enemy at the same time. Oh, do not put initials out to the side right now. No, folks, we cannot do that. But you know these people, they draw close to you, they compliment you, they pretend to be into you and what you're into, but all the while they're, yeah, 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 behind your back, creating confusion, doubt. Well, the word tomorrow and the concept of tomorrow and the near future, it's like a friend, but the concept of the near future can bring out some of our worst habits. And so it's like an enemy. It's sort of a frenemy. Tomorrow, my friend, and my enemy. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So thank you for being here, Alan, Barbara, Eve, Carol. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Glad you're here. And I just believe that God's got something very special for us today. And the Lord's going to do some amazing things in our midst. Tomorrow, my friend, my enemy. You know, I just like to get the bitter before the sweet. Let's just go ahead and get the bad news over before the good news. Is that okay? So I'm going to invert the order and uh, let's talk first about tomorrow being our enemy. That's the most common depiction of tomorrow in scripture. It's our enemy. It's more of our enemy than our friend. That's the way the Bible presents it. Jesus said, say not ye in four months, then cometh the harvest. But lift up your eyes. It's now. It's now. And that's the emphasis of scripture, the now. Never delay to an uncertain tomorrow. What we can do now, what we can do today, to never put off making the hard choices, having difficult conversations, to laying to rest old scores, burying old hatches. Today is a day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. We understand, I think, that Putting things off to tomorrow, what should be done today, it's sort of dangerous business. There's there's a true story that illustrates this peril. It's snowing heavily and seven conspirators entered the ancient town of Thebes. The town had been under Spartan rule and the seven men decided to bring it to an end. That night, town had a banquet, food, wine, lots of entertainment. A messenger caught wind of the ensuing conspiracy, sent a letter to Archias, the host of the banquet, local ruler, he shoved the letter into the cushions of the couch and said, pleasure tonight, business tomorrow. 
But soon the guises of the seven conspirators fell away. The daggers came out and Archias and his friends, his rule over that area was no more. But his words became a mantra and proverb in ancient Greek society. Pleasure tonight, business tomorrow. In our area, we would call it a manana mindset. Uh, not today way of thinking. And that's what the Bible warns of. Tomorrow is your enemy when you think urgent business can wait. Because when it comes to consequential things, there's only one day that matters and that's today. Solomon said, don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day is gonna bring forth. You just don't know. The rich fool in the Lord's parable thought he could lay up treasures for tomorrow, but heard heaven tell him this night, today, your soul is required of you. You just don't know what can happen in a single day. Matthew 14 tells the events of what happened in one day in the life of Jesus Christ. I mean, follow, follow what happened in one day. This is what you would call a very busy day. The day begins with Jesus receiving word that his forerunner, his cousin, John the Baptist, had been killed by Herod, struck hard by the news. The Bible said he withdrew by boat into a solitary place, but throngs of people found him. When Jesus landed and he saw them, he had compassion on him, began to heal the sick. Then that went on to evening time. His disciples urged him to disperse the crowd. Jesus fed them instead, multiplying loaves and fishes, then sent them home. Then sent his disciples away in a boat, went to a mountain to pray. Storm came. The disciples feared for the life. Jesus comes walking on the water. You don't know what a single day holds. So be careful how we treat each day. Augustine once said, God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but he has not promised tomorrow to your procrastination. Delay can be so costly. The Port Authority of New York released some transcripts a few years back of phone conversations that came from that ill-fated World Trade Center. One of the calls came from a worker at the Windows of the World restaurant that sat high atop the towers. Many workers like ourselves have been told to stay put, to not risk going down the staircase. Four times the woman calls for help in her final calls. She said, the elevators aren't working. Stairwell's too full of smoke to escape. And a few minutes after that call, the tower collapsed in a smoking heap of rubble. That what we do, we can't wait for an uncertain future. We do now. We move now. James 4, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to go to a city, spend a year there, buy, sell, make a profit. He said, whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. Today, while we're breathing, don't let urgent things wait. Here's another time tomorrow becomes our enemy. When we ignore today and bank on tomorrow. In fact, hell itself is banking on you and me banking on tomorrow. Hell itself, uh, you know, it's like tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's it. That's it. Just wait until tomorrow. If you can wait until tomorrow, that's good. Just, it's good that you have good intentions and good sentiments, but let's do that tomorrow. He was going to be all that a mortal should be tomorrow. No one would be finer or braver than he tomorrow. 
a friend who was troubled and weary, he knew would be glad of a lift and needed it too. On him, he would call and see what he could do tomorrow. Each morning, he stacked up the letters he'd write tomorrow, and he thought of the folks he would fill with delight tomorrow. It was too bad indeed he was busy today and hadn't a minute to stop on his way. More time he would give to others, he said, tomorrow. The greater, the greatest of workers this man would have been tomorrow. This world would have known him had he ever seen tomorrow. But the fact is he died and faded from view. And all that he left here when living was through was a mountain of things he intended to do tomorrow. In my many years of working with people, I've seen the pain of those who depend on tomorrow. Those who thought the day will come and I'll, I'll get things right with God, with my loved one. I've stood by caskets and graves listening to people pour out their hearts. And I've watched as they silently and pitifully tried to make some gesture, some word, some effort to take away the pain of procrastination. But can I tell you, can I tell you, I'm seeing the same thing today. I have listened to the same thing for a solid year Pastor, when this pandemic is over, I'm going to do this. When we come out of this, I'm going to do that. One of these days when all of this is over, when I, I, I'm vaccinated and I get ready, boy, I'm going to do this. You know, can I just tell you, act now, do it now, say it now, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow is also your enemy when you take too long to come to your senses when you refuse to see the moment before you, when you allow the allure of the future to prohibit you from doing what's needed to be done today. Someone wrote this, tomorrow is the chain that binds men to a loathsome habit, the barred and bolted door that shuts men from the house of their dreams, the epitaph upon the graves of those who failed and came short of life's true goal the downward path that leads to the land of regret. Tomorrow is the siren song that seduces men from the path of duty, the slumber that paralyzes the energies of men, the snare that traps men's feet, and the sword of self-destruction upon which we fall. Tomorrow is the word cut over the realms of the lost. Tomorrow is the word of the tempter and deceiver of mankind. Tomorrow is your enemy three times when you think the urgent business can wait, when we ignore today and bank on tomorrow, when we take too long to come to our senses. Oh my, today is the Holy Ghost word. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe there's something you should do today. Now there's a call, there's a note, there's an appointment. Make something right. Now is the accepted time. Tomorrow can be your enemy and we can't count on it showing up, can't boast of tomorrow. But can I also say, I said the bitter before the sweet, let me hit the sweet. In a sense, tomorrow is our friend. You remember when Joshua told God's people, sanctify yourselves today, prepare yourself because tomorrow's loaded with miracles. There's something captivating about living in today, but leaning into tomorrow. Have you ever heard the expression, just sleep on it? It's an idiom in the English language that means just give it a little time. Here in Texas, we have a, 
a law called the three-day right of rescission, part of our contract law, that on certain purchases, there's a cooling off period. You bought something, thought you had to have it. But the next morning you're thinking, why in the world did I do that? Because sometimes we just need to sleep on some things. Tomorrow is your friend when it gives you a chance to change your mind. Have you ever awakened in the night with a sense of, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have done this, or I messed up, and or I forgot to do that? We all have. It's a sign of a healthy conscience that our inner man is at work. And so we make ourselves a note. We have a chance to make it right. Tomorrow's always a wonderful day. It's a friend when it gives you a chance to make something right. To me, that's a big deal. It's a big deal because in any sphere of human endeavor, nobody bats a thousand. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody will. And while it would have been best, yes, we could say it'd been best if we had never made the mistake. True. But show me a person who never makes a mistake and I'll show you a person. They're no longer with us because we've got flaws. As long as we got skin on in this body, we're going to fall down. We're going to say things we shouldn't say. We're going to do some wrong things. But tomorrow comes. Tomorrow comes. And we have a chance to make something right. To go to that person say, I was wrong. I hurt you. Please forgive me. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is your friend when you have a chance to start over. It's said that a church should be a place where hearers are offered four things. First, a sense of identity, that each person has great value in the sight of God. Second is a sense of community, that this is a place where I can belong. And third is a sense of meaning that my life has a purpose and what I do here, I can discover it and fulfill that person purpose. And finally, the fourth thing a church offers is a sense of hope that beyond life's problems and trials, there's a better day coming. And I really think that's what sort of this group is here and all of you that gather. We feel valued when we come here. We chat one with another, talk to one another, encourage one another, step out of the shadows, identify ourselves, check up on one another. There's a sense of belonging and a, and a sense of meaning. But can I say that one of the things we need to learn how to do is to sow hope seed? Yeah, to encourage one another. That's what's needed. That's what's needed is a sense that things are going to get better. That it won't always be this way. Oh, Brother Moore, it's good to see you. David, it's good to see you. Martha, it's not always going to be this way. It's not always. Tomorrow's a blank slate. It's a field of freshly fallen snow with no paths, no footsteps. It's a chance to begin again and start again. Tomorrow is the geography on the other side of Calvary. It's where I can forget my today and yesterday and start afresh and anew. And so we hold on to tomorrow. We cling to it. Tomorrow is not Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tomorrow is spelled H-O-P-E. It's hope. To paraphrase Emily Dickinson, tomorrow is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Tomorrow is the song of the soul saying, if I can just make it through the day, God give me the grace and grit to see a new sunrise, to help me start over, to breathe the fresh fragrance of a new day. 
Isn't that the unusually placed verse in the writings of Jeremiah in the midst of lamentations, of weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth in the midst of pain, loss, and setback? There's this poetic set of verses in that third chapter that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh Lord, if I can just make it to tomorrow, I know that fresh mercies are awaiting me, that there's new strength for a new day, another chance to see God's faithfulness in the land of the living, another chance to accept his peace. And isn't that the theme of that musical Annie? When she's left all alone and no one's there to help her, she steps out on a stage with a single down light and she sings. She sings, not the blues, not the pain and the misery of all that she's lost and left behind, but she sings of the nearness of the future. The sun will come out tomorrow. So you got to hang on till tomorrow, come what may. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. You're always a day away. I can get blinded by tomorrow's light because the hope of tomorrow is a powerful thing. You say hope is wishful thinking. I say, think again. Do you know that American businesses lose each year over $150 billion because of employees struggling with chronic health conditions and billions and billions more of those who have mild diseases? What helps employees show up to work more often than anything? Researchers will tell you it's one word, hope, hope. In study after study, the employees with hope show up more and they do a better job than those who have lost hope. G.K. Chesterton once said, there's no medicine like hope, no incentive so great, no tonic so powerful as the expectation that tomorrow's going to be better than it is today. Plenty of the elders said hope is the dream of a waking man. Martin Luther said hope is the thing that motivates everything done in the world. Hope was the single item left in Pandora's mythological box, meant to counteract all of the evils that were released when she opened the lid. Hope, the hope of a brighter tomorrow. Tomorrow is our friend when it gives us a chance to change our mind, when it gives us a chance to make something right, when it gives us a chance to start over. It's a late night prayer that I pray often, a vesper before I slip into slumber. I just simply mentally say, God, thank you for today. Give me tomorrow. To any of you now that are going through a problem, your family's going through a problem, It seems irresolvable. You've tried to fix it, but all of your efforts, your plans, your strategies have fallen by the wayside. Then ask God, God, let me see it tomorrow. Let there be a day on your calendar, God, that will arrive with fresh mercies to help me begin again, to try again, to be the person, Lord, that you want for me to be. Yeah, yes, that's when tomorrow is your friend. Can I just tell somebody right now, maybe today is the tomorrow you long for, for so very long. Maybe this is your tomorrow. Seize it. Say, it's mine. I'm not waiting. 
I'm not waiting until a more convenient season. I'm not looking into the distant future when pandemics are over and social distancing is complete and I don't have to wear my mask anymore and I don't have to wash my hands uh, with alcohol and turpentine and Clorox or whatever we're using these days. Uh, I'm not waiting until tomorrow, but maybe, Lord, Maybe that I can send the fresh, sense the fresh mercies that you brought into this day and that you've got something glorious planned for me, that this day may be my tomorrow that came. My tomorrow, as Joshua said, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow you will see miracles. Maybe everything you've been through up until today was to sanctify, separate, hallow, prepare you for today. Oh, praise God. I'm feeling the grace of God and the mercies of God in this very moment. And I pray that the Lord will meet your prayers and that you will see amazing things happen in this day. Would you encourage one another out to the side? Take a moment, leave a prayer request, chat with someone, reach out to someone, and let's bind together and see what today has for us. May God bless you and maybe he be with you all through the day. And maybe he, may he give you all of those brighter tomorrows in Jesus' name. Come on. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.